Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Dope show, getting swilled, y'all about to get RVK'd, we're going to talk about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which character can be eliminated, who would you eliminate, we're going to go through Know Your Mountaineers, this week it's linebackers, defensive backs, and we're going to talk about special teams too, we're also going to get into the Urban Meyer situation, the NCAA as a whole, so it's time to go, get at your boys, it's the Voice Kids. We want to talk about a guy who's from West Philadelphia, born and raised um, on the playground is where, you know, he spent most of his days pretty much just chilling out, maxing, relaxing and cool. And, uh, you know, like most of us shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Well, here's what happened. A couple guys from the neighborhood who were up to no good started making trouble in that neighborhood. He got in one little fight and his mom got scared. And uh, Brandy, do you know what he said? What she said. If it's the same guy, I think she said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle to Bel-Air. Bingo. The Fresh Prince. We all know it. We all know the song. We love it. We sing along. And that's what we're here to talk about. Our favorite characters, the worst characters, the characters that can be eliminated. I am your boy, J.N. Fiend. I'm here with my brother, B. Fiend. I also hate, I also hate Pitt. Uh, B. Smooth. Whatever you want to call him. The captain, the kid. Captain, keep it real. 1,000, always a buck. We in the building. We're here representing the Raspy Voice Kids, presenting the Hail West Virginia podcast, and we're just going to get into it. We all have favorite characters. We all love the show. But the question is, which 
which character can be eliminated from the show? This is easy. Which one would you eliminate if you had to eliminate one? Again, as I always say, this is so easy. The show so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. Like, I mean, if we to me, if if I was gonna choose a debate, we should have talked about which Aunt Viv was better. That's where we should have gone. <laughs> dark skin, dark skin Aunt Viv till I die. <laughs> but um, as far as the characters who are essential, I mean, you cannot go a show without Will. I mean, the show is the Fresh Prince. Okay. You can't live without fine behind Ashley. Okay. Ashley knows she fly. Uncle Phil. Is Uncle Phil. I mean, he's the man. He's this presence. <laughs> Jeffrey's underrated, without question. Jazz. Nah, G. The guy love G. Guy love G. Then you get the cameos with Jazz. He's great. He's fantastic. Even later on when you have, uh, what's the little boy's name? Lil Nicky. Lil Nicky. When Lil Nicky come through, he had some good, he got, you know, he was great. Um, the person you could live without, the person that literally the show could exist if she never was on, except for the one moment when... Uh, Will says to her, you're making a mountain out of a mole, Hill, which is one of my favorite lines in the whole show. But Hillary is pretty much worthless, in my opinion, on The Fresh Prince. She's worthless. not that funny. Wow. She does some funny stuff, but the show would go on without Hillary. Hillary Banks, you have been eliminated. See, I didn't know we were going to disagree about this. I thought maybe we were on the same page. I personally like the ditzy, the ditzy Hillary. I think it's funny. I think it's like an extra. No, she's you know, good. She's good. I'm not saying she's bad. She's just and talk about fly. I mean, I think she, I think homegirl fly. You know, she's definitely fine. I, did you see her in major pain? I'm just making sure. I'm making sure you feel the she's same not way. Fine. She's not as fine as Ashley. <sighs> see, that's where we disagree. Because my answer is little old Ashley. Little attitude. I mean, how many times? How many scenes? Like, there's some good scenes with Ashley. There's some good storylines with Ashley. I just feel like. What she gives us is very bland. It's just kind of, you know, extra. Hillary gives us this ditzy, funny, oh, like she is the bougie, you know, Bever Beverly Hills, Bel Air person that, that, that you think of, like what they're trying to portray um, about this family. Ashley is just, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple there's a couple shows, but I can do without Ashley. Ashley. And I'm surprised that you went with Hillary. I really am. I'm kind of shocked. Uh, I do think it's interesting that we both went with the sisters, though. We both yeah. went sisters. I mean, you can't el eliminate Carl. Is that, is that, you can't. I mean, is that sexist of us, though? Is that, is that the patriarchy? No, is that? No, no, no. Because right. it's just in this one particular circumstance, and it's real. Yeah, no, I, I'm, you know, I could see getting rid of Ashley, but Ashley had the hit song. There would be no Tevin Campbell on the show without Hillary or without Ashley. Um, the, the, the episode when they go mini golfing, they go putt putt, and they go on a double date, Will with his girlfriend and Ashley with her boyfriend. Yeah. That's one of the best. <laughs> no, that, that's good too. That's, that's good too. Best, that's a great episode. And the scene where you talking to me? Back up. Back, back up. up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, like, nah. Yeah, Hillary, get, I mean, now you also lose Trevor with Hillary. And you lose Jazz because Jazz's big thing was oh, Hillary. Oh, that's true. How many times did he that's get thrown true. out of the front door because of Hillary? I'm telling you. No, that's a good answer, point. It's very clear. I'm sorry. The answer is Ashley. I'm sorry, I, Ashley. I don't think it's very clear. If we're being, uh, and the reason I said we keep Nikki is because Nikki doesn't really count because he, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't really count. Nikki's not like a real. I wasn't even going to include Jazz because he's kind of a you know. But Jazz, but Jazz's cameos are so important to the show. They were, they were like, you know, just like the whole thing, you know, um, 
Yeah, no, that's that's. Uh, but I'm still going Hillary, even though you made some good points, and I think what you're saying is valid. And I wouldn't be mad either way. To be honest, though, the show is pretty perfect. I mean, to this day, people still watch the Fresh Prince. Kids Ooh. still watch Fresh Prince. So, who's your favorite outside of Will? You can't say because Will is probably going to be everybody's favorite. Jeffrey, I said already. Jeffrey, Jeffrey's my favorite. Jeffrey, give me. Yes. Okay. Remember when they treat I think you? most people go Carlton. I love Uncle oh, Phil, man. Oh, oh, Carlton. The whole dynamic great. with Uncle Phil. <laughs> first things first, rest in peace, Uncle, Uncle Phil. Phil. Right. That's right. Um, he just, you know, Will plays on him so much. You know, the whole time there's always jokes about Uncle Phil. You the only father that I ever knew. Between when he's being mad and like when he's looking because he just sat on a dog or no, I think it was a rabbit. <laughs> with little Nicky's looking yeah, for a rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So. I don't know. My, my outside of uh, Will, I'm probably going to go with the Dark Horse to go Uncle Phil. Yeah, that, I mean, it's the episode when, when Will's real dad comes back and, yeah. and Will's like, why don't he love me, man? Like, yeah, you know, that... Yeah, bad, bad, bad to give me. Bad to give me. But, you know, I'm straight. I'm straight because I'm grown. I'm or, or Uncle Phil's best friend who wanted Will to do dirty things and, like, Will didn't tell Uncle Phil what he was trying to... So, like, Uncle Phil was mad at Will for not doing... Anyways, it's just a good scene. It's, it's, you know, that emotion that you talk about. Nah, it's a dope show. We, we love it. Now, we'll, another thing we could have debated is uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or Saved by the Bell. Oh, by the way, before we get into that, the best scene on the Fresh Prince is when him and Tyra Banks go, what? You ain't never going to change. change. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I'm not. Oh, oh yes, you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's best that, scene to me. That's one of the, the all-time greats. I forgot, like, man, I forgot or, about Tyra. Or, that's back. Or, that is back before crazy <laughs> Out of her mind, you know, the Tyra Banks that exist now. That The Tyra back then, that was when Tyra was Tyra. That swimsuit cover Tyra. That That is now. Okay. All right. So, Jeremy, who are we? Where are we going with this? No, is, work, 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 quick. I know you're going to be along, but here's yeah. the thing. Fresh Bridge, when, when he was another great scene is when he's talking to me along and her, her friend her is there. Is, her name is Nia. Nia. I, I was trying to say it quick, okay? I keep trying <laughs> to say it so quick. Wouldn't nobody else even noticed, okay? Anyway. Miss Long, Miss Long. You need you, uh, look, you need to get on the treadmill for that. I got my treadmill mentality shirt on right now. You need to get right. on the treadmill for that. How you gonna say so, Nia Long, my queen, <laughs> Nia Long? So he's talking on. to her and he's talking about the guy that she's like her friend. He's like he had he acts all whatever. And yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like, what? You think somebody would do that? He said, no. Think it, think it. Yeah, no. It. I've done it. <laughs> Such a great scene. It is. It's also scene. he's also in that fat suit following them around in the grocery That's store. Right. In the episode. Man, that's a great, that is a great, great episode, man. Good it's a times, great episode. Good times. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's enough of that. A lot of you guys, we got some flack actually from uh, the Blue Lot. The Blue Lot got upset. Some dude told me that he came to learn more about like the Know Your Mountaineer segment. He's like, I had to listen to a whole conversation about Skittles and Starburst for 10 minutes. He's like, I finally just gave up. I said, listen, man. I said, the podcast is for everybody. The podcast is for everybody. The, the, the videos where you get your Know Your Mountaineers, we're going to get to that. So if you're here for the Know Your Mountaineers, it's coming. Hang on. Rap me, boys! Hey, this is Jake Spavital. Y'all listening to the Raspy Voice Kid. Segment number two of the Hail West Virginia podcast, Brandon Phoenix, I Also Hate Pit, with Jeremy Phoenix, J.N. Fiend. As always, we are giving you guys what you want. What everybody wants to talk about right now is Urban Liar. I, I'm Freudian slip, my bad. Urban Meyer Listen, I made a video, already put it out. I harbor no animosity towards Urban Meyer. But I view Urban Meyer the way I view all other successful coaches in college sports, except for Dana Holgerson and and Bobby Huggins, because obviously they are above reproach, as has been shown several times. Nobody go investigating in Morgantown. But back to what we're talking about. 
Urban Meyer is the same as Nick Saban. He's the same as Lane Kiffin. He's the same as Hugh Freeze or any of the other guys that people want to put down. Big Ten guys, Ohio State guys, Michigan guys especially, are so big on the virtue of their program that they are more academically inclined, that they have more values, they have more tradition than just winning. And what you saw this week with Gene Smith's suspension and Urban Meyer's suspension when you're dealing with a domestic violence situation is that nothing trumps winning. Nothing. Nothing is more important than winning. I don't care where you are if you're playing big-time football. Because Urban Meyer can make no real excuse about not knowing the circumstance. And the reason I say that is because I'm not talking about one of your 85 players. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about some coach who's just a graduate assistant. We're talking about, talking about a receiver's coach who was with you for years. A guy it's that, like they, and it's not like the receiver clo- coach had a clean nose and he always did everything above the table so you didn't really have to pay attention to him. Yeah, no, I mean, this is a guy who you warned that he would be fired if he ran up a $600 bill in a strip club like he did in Florida ever again. You warned him for that. He got a DUI in your hometown of Dublin. And the judge who oversaw it was the guy who donated to the university. Urban, you knew. You knew that this was not a guy that you wanted to train the players on your team to be leaders of men. Urban is just like everybody else. And the thing that gets me is that Buckeye Nation, one of the things that frustrates me about Buckeye Nation is that they don't just keep it on, like we always, you know, like Nas and Jay-Z, just keep it on wax. We don't need the extracurriculars. Don't talk to me about your academics. Don't talk to me about your integrity. Don't talk to me about any of the other things that you talk about when you're talking about these kids. What you care about is butts and stands, money in hand, winning them games. W's in the Absolutely. W's in the right in, in the column. That's what you care about. That's what you're. That's what you. And the, and the reason I can say that is because that's what I care about. Now I don't want somebody beating their wife in any circumstance. I certainly don't want any coach or any person who's training boys to be men or helping to improve young men's lives to be around if they're doing the kinds of things that Zach Smith did, like taking uh, sexually suggestive pictures in the White House, like all the other things he's been accused of, having inappropriate relationships with, with football staff. Some of this stuff is conjecture. Some of this stuff is alleged. Some of this stuff is proven. But all we know for a fact is Urban Meyer saying that he had a lapse in judgment or a lapse in memory or he didn't deliberately lie. It's baloney. It's hogwash. It's fake. And it tells us who you really are. So like Jeremy, you said just a couple of weeks ago, you can lie to yourself, but don't lie to me. And that's, yeah. what, that's what Urban Meyer and the entire Ohio State brass did my, was lie. And, and the worst thing is, the worst, sorry, Jay, I know I'm cutting you off. But the worst okay. thing is, if you're going to lie, be a good liar. Be, be a good liar. Okay? Not. Terrible. They're terrible at lying. That's what kills me. Here's my problem with all of you know Buckeye Nation who's so, what? Oh, this is a witch hunt. This dude did what they're trying to change right now. They, he's doing what they've done for centuries, turning a blind eye. Did he do it himself? No. no. Did he know by, about it? He should have. Okay, let's say the reports are right. He didn't know the full story. He didn't understand. Why didn't he know the full story? Because he didn't want to. Because he turned a blind eye. These guys at TMZ can get text messages within the day or, or within a couple of days of fi- uh, finding out about this. But you mean the Ohio State Buckeyes and the head coach can't get these messages? And you know, Jim, you know the investigation so, turned up. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm saying, and, and the woman, the the the, the, Courtney, the Smith, victim, Courtney Smith, Courtney Smith, says they've never even asked her. They never came to her and talked to her. He did the the whole blind eye, turn her head. I don't see it. 
his wife knew. His wife didn't tell him? It's the same thing over and over again, and, and he's not a player. He's not an assistant coach. You are in charge of young men in an entire program. And this would, it would be different, too, if this was the first time he had an issue with somebody who, sh- who was doing dirt that he should have known about. But this is a man who had 31 players arrested when he coached at Florida. 31 players arrested. 31. One of those guys on that team was Aaron murdered multiple people, Hernandez. Aaron, I was in a gang the entire time I was at Florida under Urban Meyer, Hernandez. You didn't know about that either? Because it's your job to know. My thing is, is, I don't know why people are like, he didn't know. It's your job to know. And then there are some people who say, well, Courtney Smith was just after him. Courtney Smith is just trying to take Urban down. All right, then why did Zach Smith ever get fired? If it's all fake, it's a witch hunt, and none of it ever happened, why'd you fire him? Because then in that case, it's wrongful termination. And, 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 my, and Buckeye Nation is not unique. I want to make that clear. They're not. Florida, Florida was the same way. Mountaineer fans would be the same way. I, I, I mean, we all like to say we wouldn't, but Jeremy, do you think there would be Mountaineer fans defending uh, Dana Holgerson if, if uh, this No, doesn't? we would be 100% objective. <laughs> um, we'd be very cerebral <laughs> in the process. We are different here. <laughs> Here's we, we, have different, we have different standards here. In, we have different in the, values in the that we hold. State. Yes. And we hold these truths to be, yeah, look, look. So that's what I'm saying. The other thing is you look at the NCAA. Why is the NCAA not involved? What is the whole point? You want to talk about lack of institutional control, those kinds of things. I mean, the Big Ten is not, the Big Ten, like somebody said, the the Penn State versus Ohio State uh, game is now going to be called the cover-up classic when they play this fall. Part of the, the findings, one of the big findings that ESPN reported that I saw come across a ticker was the fact that, they never even mentioned him lying to Big Ten Media Day. Yeah. The, the other quote was, I believe, that sometimes he has memory issues. That's a, that's a big finding. So my, my, I guess my bottom line is this. When Urban Meyer says he didn't know, that's because he chose not to know. Yeah. That's because he did what people have done for, for centuries and turned a blind – purposely turned a blind eye. That's something that was staring right at him. By the way, you know – I that- have this vision. They talk about a witch hunt, uh-huh. and I like had a, this vision of somebody hunt like Elmer Fudd or something going up to a witch and be like, "Do you see any witches?" And everybody's a witch in front of them, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know." It's not a witch hunt. That's what it's, it's what it is. No, you know what kills me is in the investigation. The other thing that they found was that Urban had, I believe, an assistant or a friend do research on how to delete text messages yeah. that are a year or more older. And guess what happened when they went to Urban's phone? Again, this alleged, you know, but when they went to Urban's phone. There were no text messages that were more than a year old. Yeah. I mean, that's like some side chick kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got a side chick, so you got to delete oh, the messages oh. <laughs> so, you, so your wife don't find out. Like, that's that kind of stuff. Side chick. Got you. Side, side chick. chick. I need to enunciate. Okay. Enunciate. Yeah. This is, a, P, this, enunciate. Is, this is a PG show. Okay. This is a very PG show. <laughs> that said, um, it's just all, it's all a farce. And like I said, I, I want this to be less about Urban Meyer. And the reason I want it to be less about Urban Meyer is because I don't think he's special. I think he's the same. It's a, it's a symptom. Urban Meyer is a symptom. Penn State is a symptom. Uh, Michigan State, that's a symptom. Uh, all those kinds of things, they're, they're symptoms of a bigger problem. North Carolina making up a fake class. And the NCAA saying, we're not gonna get the, they're not going to be in trouble because everybody was able, allowed to take the class, not just the athletes. Meanwhile, you get players suspended for selling um, items or, or trading items for tattoos at Ohio State, selling People shoes at North Carolina. He's suspended for three games. And yet you have these kids who sell things that are their own that are suspended for four games for no. selling their own their own things. Or selling autographs, getting money f- for autographs. Uh, what's his name? The running back from Georgia who uh, is now at 
with the Rams, Todd Gurley, suspended, was it four games for $3,000 he got for autograph signings? Johnny Menzel, that whole investigation that they really couldn't prove, even though we all know what really happened. But to me, the most egregious, the thing that nobody's talking about, and I think they're not talking about it because people don't like him, Des Bryant lost his NCAA eligibility for lying about being with Deion Sanders, and that wasn't even an NCAA violation. And the NCAA came in, and he, and he lost his eligibility. So Urban Meyer did not deliberately mislead or did not deliberately, deliberately lie about domestic violence on top of all of the other things that Zach Smith did, all of the other terrible things he did, and the guy gets three-game suspension? And the other thing is Gene Smith, how many scandals is Gene Smith going to be in before he loses his job? Yeah. How many scandals? Yep. Like, that, that's, yep. what, that's what kills me. The reason Gene Smith's not going to have any scandals is because Gene Smith is great at his job. Gene Smith is smart, he's savvy, he's talented, he's doing an excellent job in the business of college athletics. There you go, there you and go. And that's why Gene Smith won't lose his job, and that's why he is where he is. And, and props to Gene Smith, because like I said, he's the man. Urban Meyer's the man. That's why they didn't lose their job. People, they only get, in a business, you cut dead weight. You cut what keeps you from reaching your goals, from, from making you money. And, th- and that's why the kids are expendable, because you can find more kids. It's harder to find an Urban Meyer. It's harder to find a Gene Smith. It's harder to find a Nick Saban. A, you know, that's why things are the way they are. And, I, and the thing I will say is, you look at Bobby Huggins, people complain all the time about how we weren't in top level as far as recruiting. Bobby Huggins comes up clean when they do the investigation with the sneaker stuff. Why? Yep. Because Bobby Huggins is doing it the right way. He, he treadmill mentality. Now, I'm not telling you he's not, I'm not going to sit here and say he's perfect. You know, I, I'm sure there are people who can tell some kind of story. I don't know. Bobby Huggins is the man. Bobby Huggins has been proven clean. So don't come at me with that nonsense. Um, but overall, college athletics is dirty. It's always going to be dirty. It will never not be dirty. The story is not the last one because it wasn't and, the first one, and nobody learns anything. And I feel like I feel like some of these college coaches feel like they're above it. Some of these universities feel like they're above it. But, like, don't question me. Oh, oh. I, I, I provide the service, and then you and then you have the nerve to question me. Like, I feel like it's just like that. That scene, a few good men. Colonel Jessup. Colonel Jessup felt like he was untouchable. I feel like we need Tom Cruise from a few good men here. I feel like he could get the truth out of it. He could he could get Urban Meyer. Did to you say, order the code I, red? I ordered the code red. I feel like he could get it out of him, and that's what we need because because I feel like they have an arrogance <laughs> just like Colonel Jessup. Well, uh, and like somebody said, multiple apologies to Buckeye Nation. Zero apologies to Courtney Smith. What I will say is that zero public apologies. It is highly possible that he had a private conversation with that woman that did not want to be publicized. And so I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to speculate on that because I wasn't there. I don't know that relationship. Maybe she doesn't, you know, I, I don't know. But publicly, it's not a good look to not make a, a, an apology to the real victim. Because for Buckeye Nation, they feel like victims. They feel like ESPN's after them. They feel like Urban's a victim. You have Ezekiel Elliott's dad out there talking about Urban being a good man, and I'm thinking, I don't feel like you're the guy that should be talking about how men treat women, okay? Because your son has not had the best track record from several different events and instances. The the, the last thing I'll say about this, and this is what hurts my heart probably the most, is I told you this. Years like this, Ohio State wins a national championship. But Ohio State's loaded. I mean, they're so good this year. They are so good this year. And then they just got Chris Chuganoff as a transfer in. I mean, just Uh-oh, look at game over. Look at the talent over there in Columbus. And I mean, they're just loaded for bear. They are loaded for Same. bear. So if they all win- I know is scandals and things go down, and you know you're supposed to lose six games in a row, and somehow, you know, I, I just look, I, look, I just man, feel you like can talk- controversy swirls around Ohio State. They win the national championship, and that's scaring me to death right now. As always, you can talk about the scandal, but Ohio State football is scandal proof. 
and they always will be, just like Bama football, just like USC uh, with Reggie Bush and, and all the stuff that happened there, like Pete Carroll didn't know that stuff. Um, again, making it clear for all you Buckeye fans who are going to get on here and hate on us and get mad at us, we're not making this about Ohio State. We're making this – is it still recording? I can't hear. Oh, there we go, yeah. We're making this about college athletics and that Urban Meyer is just another example. So if you thought he was special, he's not. He's like everybody else. That's that for that side of the show. We've got one more segment to go. Um, a little intense, but it needed to be, and it needed to be said. So that's done. We're on to know your Mountaineers. Get ready for the, for the next segment. Wrap me, boys! Astor Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgado.com. Welcome back for segment three of the Hail West Virginia podcast. It's your boy, I Also Hate Pitt, joined by his brother, the man, Jeremy J.N. Fiend Phoenix. Right, right. We are coming to you straight from Swill Dog, the makers of the finest hard cider in all of the world. Also brought to you by Shrinkables. Shrinkables! Sandwich you located on 461 High Street. Go get at them. Let them know the Rascal Voice Kids sent you. And of course, the finest automotive dealer in the entire state of West Virginia, Astork Auto. They are bringing you this segment, Know Your Mountaineers. This week, it's the linebackers, the corners, and the safeties. That's who we're going to cover that's where we're going to give you all the information. Let's start right where we need to be. The starting defensive linebackers, as if there are offensive linebackers, but you know I what I'm just... saying. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> start with David Long, number 11. David Long is the Will linebacker. David Long is arguably the best linebacker in the country. To my, in my opinion, no question, he's the best linebacker in the Big 12. And he's getting some love, but not enough. He's going to not make a name for himself. nowhere near enough. He'll be backed up, or he'll be followed, or he'll be um, playing with at linebacker Dylan Tonkery, who played a lot last year as a freshman, who is a legacy. His brother, of course, um, Wes Tonkery played there at WVU, and he's from West Virginia. He's a 304 boy. He's going to be playing in the middle this year, which is surprising because Dylan Tonkery is not the biggest man in the world. But he's put on yeah. some size. Our guy Chris Hall from WV Nation, who's been at all of these practices and scrimmages and, and throughout all of fall camp, really giving us the goods on what's happening and how things are going, says that Dylan looks the part. He's gained the weight, and there's no question about what he knows as far as football is concerned and what he knows about the 3-3-5. And also, he's just love playing football. He loves to attack. He loves to hit. He plays downhill. And if the defensive line can soak up them blocks and let him use his speed, um, the range which he gives us, because he's quick, man. He can, get, he can get from side to side. He can get across that football field. If our defensive line can soak up them blocks and let him and, and, and number 11, David Long, just do their things, once again, Dylan Tonkery is number 10, it'll, it'll be a beautiful thing this year. And don't leave out number 18, Charlie Benton, because Charlie Benton's playing the Sam, and that dude can ball also. Charlie Benton is legit. Another thing that we love is more speed, and Charlie Benton has yep. speed. The guy's a ball player. The problem with our linebackers is depth. Because we're missing Brendan Ferns, a four-star recruit. That injury bug, man. The injury bug hits. It can take effect on any team. So Brendan Ferns, who who wears number seven, he's going to be out for all of the season probably, but there's a possibility that we get him back for the last four games. We call him the other other number seven. (laughs) The other number seven. 
The question, of course, is how will WVU use Brendan Ferns and Quandarius Qualls, who wears, uh, who, who also was injured, by the way, um, and will be out again for the entire season, but will possibly be back for the last four. How will they use those guys? Will they wait and see how the season goes as to whether or not they bring them back? Do you bring them back for the last four regular season games, or do you hold them out in case we're in the Big 12 championship and think about the playoff? Like, how are they going to do that if they're going to do that? That's what we're going to have to watch and wait and see. In the meantime, you've got Zach Sandwich, who wears number 31, Josh Chandler, yep. who wears 35, Adam Hensley, wearing number 45, and uh, Shea Campbell, who's wearing number 34. All those guys getting a lot of talk. We're going to see how much action they actually get because depth is a question at linebacker. Real quick, Quandre's Qualls rocking out at that number 33, the Eugene Napoleon. He putting the Eugene Napoleon on for defense. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see if it brings him any goodwill. Hopefully it does. Hopefully he gets back early, and hopefully he can be what we all know uh, we all were looking forward to him being. Um, but those are the linebackers. We're going to move back and go to the corners. Corner was a spot last year. To me, the question I've had this entire time is linebacker and corner. And, be, and because for linebacker, not the first-line talent, we've got the first-line talent, the same yes. thing at corner. Hakeem Bailey, wearing number 24, he did not play the best football last year. But if you ask people like Tony Caridi did at Big 12 Media Day, he asked two different people, uh, multiple people, and they all said the surprise guy no one's talking about is Hakeem, uh, Hakeem Bailey. Well, now it sounds like Hakeem Bailey is going to be playing whoever that number one receiver is. There's a chance he might follow them around. That's how good Hakeem Bailey has looked. That's right. And last year we saw flashes. There's, there's times where he didn't play so great, but there's times where he played pretty solid. Plus this, we're hearing what's going on in the springtime. I'm, I'm, just, I'm looking for him to, to develop his own island. I'm being for real. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he develop his own, develops his own island this year. Well, he's going to be joined at this point right now, it looks like, so they've got Hakeem listed at left corner. They've got number one, Derek Pitts, kid from Charleston. He's supposed to be playing right corner. He played a lot on special teams last year. He shows flashes of actual talent we saw last spring. He has the athleticism. The spring before last. He's got the athleticism. Yep. And it sounds like he's got the hunger. But we're going to see what actually happens because there's other people out there like Josh Norwood. Josh Norwood had been playing safety. Well, there's so much depth at safety that Josh Norwood is now going to be playing corner. Josh Norwood is a kid from Valdosta, Georgia, the Georgia connection yet again, even though that was not where we got him directly. He's a JUCO transfer, which we love. He originally played for Ohio State, didn't get the most out of that circumstance, went the JUCO route, and now he's in Morgantown. And Gibby says nonstop, I don't care if he has to play defensive end or if he's playing middle linebacker or if he's playing corner or safety, he's going to be on the field. He said if we have 80 snaps, he wouldn't be surprised if Josh Norwood gets 65. That's how good number four Josh Norwood is. Big. Keep your eyes out for that dude because he can ball. We've got Keith Washington in the mix, a transfer from, again, he was at Michigan, went the Juco route, now he's in Morgantown. I actually saw him on High Street, shout out to Keith Washington. I think he was surprised I knew who he was because, you know, he's relatively new on campus. But the dude is a good-sized kid. Uh, he can run. It looks like he could have an impact. And they're going to rotate these guys because we only have five scholarship DBs right, right. now because of injuries, well, because, because of Jake Long dislocating his wrist. Uh, well, Josh Norwood is going to be rocking number four. And if you see number 28, that's the ex-Michigan man, Keith Washington, number 28. 22 is Jake Long, the guy who dislocated his wrist. Um, he's probably going to be out for the season, but it's possible that he'll be back for the last four games. 23, Jordan Adams. He was getting some love early on. He should be in the mix, uh, in the rotation. Number 29, Sean Mahone is another kid that you're going to watch for. We've got some corners who can play ball. It's a matter of depth and who really steps up. And, of course, a lot of that's up to the players. Yep. What, are, what, are, what are you going to do? 
And we're, we're going to get to see that because when we have corners who can cover, Gibby can blitz. And when Gibby can blitz and you don't know where it's coming from, that's when West Virginia's 335 is deadly. And we couldn't, and scary, yeah, yep. We couldn't do that last year because we didn't have defensive line pressure and we couldn't cover man-to-man. Those two things, I believe strongly, will significantly improve this year. That's why I believe we're going to be better than a lot of people who are projecting us to be behind TCU and Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12. We're not done, though. We go to the safeties. The safeties are another strong point. Defensive line and safeties, to me, are the strongest aspects of our defense. The safeties are led by the spur, number six, Drayvon Askew-Henry, the former you freshman. You may know him. You may know him. You might know about that dog, the former freshman the All-American. Yep. He, coming off an injury last year, did not play as well as he wanted to, but he, he will tell you that he wasn't confident in his knee. And you see that a lot of times. Guys will come back and they physically can play, but, he, but mentally they're not there yet. Well, he's there. And they put him in the spur position. I personally think that is the perfect spot for a guy like Drayvon. I really think it's going to make a huge difference. Drayvon wearing the number six. Diamante Lindsey's going to be in the mix, but he's not going to be a starter. We'll see what happens. At Bandit. Diamante Lindsey rocking the number 26. At Bandit. Uh, did, am I not saying the numbers? No, you missed that one. Oh, okay. Because well, I, I thought I was. My bad. No, no, you were, no, you were, you're, you're spotty, you're good though. Do your thing, son. <laughs> I got you, I got you, I got you. All right, back. he got me, he got me. Number three, Toys Avery, he got you too. He's a dog. Toys Avery is a dog. The man's going ball this year. He's excited about what he can bring to the table. He's a physical player, and he's wearing number three this year, which is a change for him. Number nine, Giovanni Stewart is supposed to be the backup for him. Of course, none of these things are the official depth chart. We're gonna have to wait and see where things shake out. Kenny Robinson will be wearing number two just like he did last year in a season that was very big. <laughs> he balled, balled, balled. Everybody remembers the interception return against Oklahoma State. People remember the, uh, the, the, the play he made against Texas. The guy just has a nose for the ball. He reminds me a lot of James Laurinaitis from Ohio State. He's just got a nose for the ball. He just, yep. he just always ends up where he's supposed to be. And then we've got Telly Mack, number eight, Mr. Quantel Reigns, the freshman, a lot of people expecting big things from the four-star. It's hard to say what he's going to do because that safety room is so deep, but the kid does have a lot of talent. He's got great size, and he's got a dog mentality. Anything you want to add? Nah, man, you wrapped it up nicely. I'm, here's my thing I'm just asking from you. What do you, what do you expect out of our linebackers and quarters of safeties? I know you think that you know we're a little thin, but we're good on the, um, the, the starting positions. I, I, you know what? Instead of saying what do you think, I'm gonna just give you my two cents. This is this is where our season's made. You know, I feel like if our corners can hold up, we're we're gonna we're gonna push for everything that we want. If, if yes, our corners yes. can hold up, we're gonna push for everything we've always wanted. I I 100% agree. Now our predictions are not coming today; they'll be next week. Last little tidbit: we are gonna show some love to the special teams guys out there for the brand. That's for you, Pat McAfee. For the brand, Mr. Evan Staley wearing number 30, a West Virginia kid. He held off Skylar Simcox, which is a big deal because Skylar Simcox wears number 48. He's from Western Kentucky. He was a Lou Groza Award watch list kid, and he transfers to us, and he can't beat out Evan Staley, who made a 54-yard field goal in one of the practices. So we got big things out of him. Billy Kinney, another West Virginia guy, number 15, he will be the punter. Typically, we like to have our kicker. For the kickoffs, if for field goals be different, we'll see what happens and how things shake out. But that's it. Linebackers, safeties, corners, and a little special teams from Know Your Mountaineers. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.